Today on Go Nomad, we're stepping into our park ranger's shoes with contributor Charlie Winchester. He and his partner Kate are from the UK, and they work around the world as global park rangers, dedicating their time to preserving the environment wherever they go. In the first article they wrote for Go Nomad about rangering around the world, Charlie described the place where the couple got their earliest training to be park rangers, northern Minnesota's Boundary Waters, quote, located within Superior National Forest, the Boundary Waters can only be described as a world of water. Covering over one million acres and containing more than a thousand lakes, this is one of America's great wildernesses, and one you only need a canoe to cross. After learning how to paddle, portage, the process of flipping your canoe onto your back and carrying it, along with several 50-pound packs for up to, f- up to several miles between the legs, and fell hazard trees using an axe and a two-man cross-cut saw, we began to adjust to a routine of eight-day trips into the wilderness, followed by five days of rest. Well, it all sounds exhausting, and it's not for the faint of heart. But for those who have ever dreamed about being a ranger around the world, means taking your skills to different places as these two have done. Global rangers go all over the world and tackle many different projects dedicated to preserving wildlife in national parks. It's allowed them to have wonderful lives, but also sometimes to complete the tasks nobody else wants to do. On this leg of their journey as global rangers, Charlie and Kate worked in the U.S. and stopped in Utah and Alaska. Before setting off, they needed to train for the experience, They were heading for the Unita Mountains in Utah. The couple trained intensively for several weeks to learn about backcountry camping, wilderness first aid, and how to use pack mules. They learned how to maintain and repair trails. They received certificates in cross-cut saws because, as it turns out, you're not allowed to use power tools in the wilderness. So the rangers need to use manual tools, and this whole time, Kate and Charlie stayed in a modest trailer two hours outside of Salt Lake City. Finally, they've had enough training, and they made their way into the wilderness. Their goal was to help clear trails for as many trails as they could. But Utah had just had a brutal winter where many of the trails were covered with trees and branches. The work was very difficult. It was a real challenge. But then they became more accustomed to working at high altitudes, and their success rate improved. Sometimes they were able to clear as many as 35 fallen trees off of a trail using only that cross-cut saw and the axe. After Charlie and Kate finished the work in Utah, they moved on to Tongass National Forest in Alaska. Tongass is impressive, 17 million acres. It's a temperate rainforest climate and it requires lots of energy walking around this kind of landscape. They stayed in Wrangell, a town on an island off the coast of southern Alaska. Charlie fell in love with Wrangell's history during his time there and learned that the Russian Empire and Britain's Hudson Bay Company had both occupied Wrangell at one point. He spent three months there, hopping the islands around by boat and taking in spectacular scenery. He especially enjoyed the Anon Wildlife Observatory, where he met two different types of bears, brown and black. The way that people got around in this part of the world was all boat and beaver float plane. Quote, Anon is one of the few places worldwide where you can view black and brown bears feeding alongside one another. We were also fortunate to help maintain some of the more remote cabins in the district. These required either a lengthy jet boat ride up the mighty Stikine River or a short hop in a beaver floodplain to reach, depending on where they were located, on a landlocked lake or near a river. It certainly took us a while to get used to how boats and floatplanes replaced cars traversing this vast and largely uninhabited place. Among Charlie's favorite places in Alaska was the Leconte Glacier, 
a massive natural structure stretching 120 miles between the Whiting and the Stikeen rivers. The Leconte Glacier is home to many seals living on icebergs, brown and black bears chowing down on salmon. Luckily, Charlie never had a reason to pull out his bear spray. As the large creatures kept their distance. While Charlie's adventure may seem glamorous, it was certainly not all fun and games. He was in charge of disposing human waste found throughout the Alaska National Parks by burning it. He also spent a lot of time doing harsh manual labor involving bushwhacking his way through second-growth forests. Charlie also explored creeks and had the opportunity to survey Tongas's fish and plant populations. He set traps for the fish and took notes about the blueberries and huckleberries dotting the Alaskan landscape. Though Kate and Charlie's time serving the national parks in the United States is finished now, a ranger's work is never done. Recently, they made plans to head to Malta, Switzerland, Israel, and Montenegro to help rangers there preserve the country's rich wildlife. Well, now we've experienced what it's like to be a global ranger. It's a nomadic life that requires living unconventionally. There are many times you're away from home for long periods, and the living conditions might not be glamorous, but the people like Charlie and Kate feel passionate about their work.